0: In 2016, um, I was really sick. I always was uh, using the standard American diet as you described. And thank you, you almost saved my life. I was really, really sick. I could say that I was just standing by, by, my, uh,
1: by my grave. Uh, now I'm much better, uh, doctor. And then uh, the only symptoms I have is just like a whistling noise in my head. What do you think uh, that causes? Oh, boy. Um, you're probably talking about a condition called tinnitus, um, ringing in the ears, etc. And by the way, the word is pronounced tinnitus, not tinnitus, of everybody. Tinnitus means ringing like a bell. Um, and, uh, and I wish I could tell you that uh, eat two cloves of garlic and wear a rutabaga around your neck and the tinnitus will go away. Um, I can't tell you that because if I did, uh, if I, if I could have a cure like that, I would use it myself. I have constant tinnitus in my own ears. I feel like I'm always in seat a 14 and a 747. I'm, I've got a constant jet engine noise in my, in my head. And I've not found anything to, to reduce it. Unfortunately. Um, I don't notice it when I'm out outside and I notice it mostly in quiet rooms. Uh, but um. Uh, you know, make sure that your diet is balanced. It's not a mineral deficiency. Make sure uh, that your blood vessels going up to your ears are nice and wide open. Stay on that healthy plant-based diet. But as far as actually turning off the the tinnitus, um, I'm still looking for that magic wand myself. If you find one, go to my website and let me know what it is. I'd I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much, Dr. Uh, Klapper. You saved my life and thank uh, you for your wonderful work. Um, Happy Easter if if I won't see you tomorrow. Well, thank you. No extra charge for saving your life. Thank you very much. <laughs> God bless you, Dr. Uh, Clapper. Thank
2: you. All right, thanks, Sylvester, for that. Um, I just want to remind everyone, and it was coming uh, right now. Um, you know, we have a few hands left. Um, we have over 200 people in this room. Come on, if you guys want to ask Dr. Clapper a question, now's the time to do so. Okay, there. Yep, now I see more hands coming up. Let's go. All right, so let's have uh, Sophia. Sophia, what was your question?
0: Hi, Doctor. Thank you so much for your generous guidance. Um, my question, please, is Are there any natural remedies to alleviate bloating? As I enjoy eating broccoli sprouts.
1: Uh, you, you have bloating when you eat broccoli yeah. sprouts. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that yeah. the yeah. issue? Yeah. Um, well, most bloating is from swallowed air. That sounds strange, but um uh, uh, every time we swallow two tablespoons of air goes down in our stomach, uh, but some food has lots of air in it and a fork full of sprouts, there's air between the sprouts there. And uh, and we were eating and talking, shovel it down and, and the air goes down there. Once the air is in our stomach, it's gonna go one of two places. It's gonna come up in a belch or it's gonna go down and through your guts and you're gonna feel bloated there. Most bloating is swallowed air. So um, one thing to do is uh, to put the sprouts in your mouth Put the fork down and make sprout puree in your mouth before you swallow it. Just chew those sprouts to a cream because uh, it'll force most of the air out of the food and you'll swallow less air. So and, and whatever you're eating the food with, if you're eating a, the sprouts with a salad or whatever, again, chew, make salad puree in your mouth before you swallow it. It's mostly swallowed air from not chewing well enough and, and eating too fast. If you do that, if you chew the broccoli sprouts to a cream, they really shouldn't cause bloating. Uh, And if they do, um, as your intestinal bacteria change, that bloating should go away. So brothel sprouts are just so good on so many levels. Uh, uh, Start back down to just small amounts, just one forkful, start with that, chew it to a cream, see if you can uh, get away without any bloating and then slowly increase the amount, but slow down, chew your food better, but keep eating those brothel sprouts, they're doing good things for you.
0: Please, what about juicing,
1: green juicing too? Um, juicing is okay, Uh, you lose some of the fiber when you do that and a lot of the good nutrients are attached to the fiber. I'm more of a fan of green smoothies than green juicing. Uh, but it sure beats uh, Coca-Cola. So I'm, So if you want to drink these juices, go ahead. Don't chug of them down all at once. Uh, you know, take, a, take an hour to drink a juice. Take a mouthful, put the glass down, chew it up, mix with your saliva, <laughs> swallow it, wait five or 10 minutes before you take the next swallow. Uh, there's nothing physiologic about dumping 12 ounces of potassium and fructose into your system all at once. So, so enjoy the juices slowly, but eat the veggies. You get more nutrients out mm-hmm. of them. Thank you so much, doctor. Okay, thank you. Uh,
0: next up is Aaron. Aaron, I'm going to
1: unmute you. Please ask your question. Hi, it's a follow-up question to the to the uh, panel it was yesterday about omega three. So, if a vegan have a serious omega three deficiency, even if he's eating, you know, uh, ground flaxseed and and walnuts and some other, what would be your recommendation? in such a situation, thank you. Uh, The whole uh, omega-3 thing is still controversial. Behind his question, I think, is whether you need to take preformed DHA or not. And these blood tests, which I'm becoming really disenchanted with, uh, because these omega-check blood tests, they tell you what's happening in your red blood cells, but that's not the issue. The issue is what's happening in your brain tissue. (laughs) And the red cells don't necessarily reflect that. So, um, so I think he's got the right idea. A handful of walnuts and a couple of tablespoons of ground flax and hemp and chia, it should keep your brain tissue full of omega threes. And hopefully, that's all you need. Now, I know Dr. Furman, Dr. Kahn, they go nuts when I say this, and they, uh, they, everybody needs to be consuming omega three oils. But I'm not so sure of that. And I'm not so sure when you take these pre-formed oils, whether you're not backing up the progression of. Uh, linolenic acid down to DHA. Uh, there's evidence showing that when you take preformed EPA and DHA, that you may be backing up the, uh, uh, the precursors to that, and the body uses those precursors. And so what are we doing? Is it a clumsy, crude thing to be coming in with these preformed DHA capsules? It may well be. It might be a good thing but I'm, I'm doubtful of it right now. So, um, so absolutely keep eating those walnuts and hemp seeds and flax seeds. And, um, and I'm gonna be corresponding with Dr. Furman and expressing my concerns. I'll let you know what our dialogue has to say, but right now, abs- don't neglect the flax chia and hemp seeds uh, and, uh, and uh, keep, keep your tissues well stocked with those. And uh, that's you know, the most important thing you can do. Uh, and dark green leafy vegetables as well have omega threes. And stay tuned. We'll uh, see about the. Uh, we'll see about whether you need these preformed algae oils. I think there's a good chance that we don't need them, and they might be doing some harm. Uh, to be determined. So that's the best I can tell you. Thank you so much, doctor. And and another quick question: What are your thoughts about dark chocolate, low sugar dark chocolate? Do you think they are healthy? Healthy? Dark chocolate, chocolate. Soft light, uh, dark, dark chocolate, dark chocolate. Oh, yay. We like dark chocolate. Um, we have a bar in our refrigerator. It's been there for two months. We, you know, we have one square in the evening, maybe two squares. We're slowly working our way through this bar, but the, but we all read. Uh, there's antioxidants and uh, you know good things in, in dark chocolate. Don't eat. That doesn't mean eat a big you know 16 ounce bar of chocolate. Ooh, doctor says it's good for me. But you know one or two squares in the evening, a couple times a week, I think are just fine. It's one of the few joys of life we have left to us here. So by all means enjoy enjoy a little bit of dark chocolate from time to time. Thank you so much again. You bet.
0: Uh, Next up is Randy. Randy, I'm gonna unmute you. If you could please ask your question. Dr. Clapper. Um, I have blood work coming up um, maybe, and it's through the telehealth. So with one of the doctors in your group, um, but yet hearing the doctor maybe earlier today it almost sounds like maybe I should add some more test uh, blood work. Um, I don't know, what's your thoughts on maybe two or three that aren't as common to be checked, that should be checked?
1: Well, I'm not sure which presentation you heard as far as which tests were recommended there, but in general, um, Uh, you know, you need a blood count and, and a metabolic profile and a lipid panel, you know, the usual stuff. But to that, I've always been ordering lately now a, um, uh, vitamin D, um, a vitamin B12 homocysteine. Um, those are all needed to, um, uh, to keep your, blood's, uh, um, uh, your blood vessels uh, healthy. Um, and I'll put in a high sensitivity CRP, an HSCRP as a, an index of how much inflammation is going on in the body. Uh, and um, that's usually where I, um, uh, that's usually where I, I, I hold it there. Let me just uh, write this one thing. I'm um, uh, oh, sorry. Um, okay but um... Uh, the hsCRP uh, gives me insight into inflammation. If the person has clogged arteries, or there's a question, or they've got a high cholesterol, I've got lots of vegans with high cholesterol. I um, I want to know: Do is that inflammatory fire burning in the walls of their arteries? So I, there's an inflammatory panel uh, that your doctor can order: high sensitive CRP, oxidized cholesterol, um, uh, uh, myeloperoxidase, phospholipase. They're they're in the inflammatory panel that. Quest Labs and LabCorp does. So um, So I will add those inflammatory markers on if I've got a vegan with high cholesterol. But other than that, just add an hsCRP, a vitamin D, a B12 and a homocysteine uh, to your standard battery test. And I think you get a pretty good idea what's happening in your body there.
0: I think one mentioned earlier was the 9P21. Detects arthrosclerosis maybe?
1: No. Um, I don't think I need that. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: um, okay, the next one up is Wendy, Wednesday. I'm, I'm going to unmute you if you could please ask your question.
1: Okay. Hi. Hi.
0: Hi, Dr. Clapper, I'm Wendy. And I had two questions. One was maybe you already answered it, but I'm about 80% whole food plant-based So I want to know what what frequency do you recommend for getting my blood tests? Like, you know, measure cholesterol, A1C, B12, and some of the other ones you mentioned. And the second question was um, for making sure I get enough calcium and B12 as an example, is it better to take these through supplements food, or I'll call it enriched foods. So for example, nutritional yeast has B12 added to it. Um, you know, a lot of these vegan milks, they have uh, plant milks, they have calcium. I was just wondering, what is the best way, you know, to make sure I'm getting enough good. of those?
1: Yeah, good questions. Um, of course, food is always the best source, of course. But uh, knowing what we know that, you know, you need a fair amount of calcium, you know, up to 500 milligrams of calcium a day from your diet would be really, really nice. Uh, and it can be hard to get that just from food. So I'm a big fan of the calcium fortified plant milks and the B12 fortified nutritional yeast. I'm fine with those. And, uh, you uh, and so shoot for about 500 milligrams of calcium in your, in your food and you know, using the supplemented if necessary. Uh, and uh, and if, you, if you're not a nutritional yeast fan, then yeah, you do need to take a, a B12 supplement three times a week under your tongue there, or uh, in, in some form. But uh, if you can get it out of food, that's always best. And uh, second place under that is the fortified foods and coming in third are just as plain straight supplements. I'm not a big fan of calcium tablets and things like that. And uh, the, the questions you asked earlier about the test, I think we mentioned that. Thank you for mentioning A1C. You, you need that as well. But get, get your, uh, uh, your B12 homocysteine uh, uh, and uh, inflammatory markers, HSCRP measured, and you'll, you'll have pretty much all you need to know.
0: I'm sorry. So, uh, how how often do you recommend that? Because um uh, the med- blood
1: test or the B12? The, but, uh, the blood the blood tests? Oh, once a year. You shouldn't need unless you've got an ongoing medical problem. Once a year should be plenty.
0: <clears throat> okay. By the way, just a, um a by the way, I was just curious if you have any comments on resveratrol.
1: On resveratrol. Yeah, eat grapes. Um, I think they're they're wonderful and uh, and prunes and plums and you know the the dark fruits have resveratrol eat them enjoy them. But again, there's no magic. Uh, I'm not a bit if I just take this resveratrol then I'll be I'll be what I can keep eating my meat I hope not. Uh, and uh, I'll be I'll be healthy. No, you're going to be healthy from the whole plant-based food stream coming in with all with all these whole foods with every meal, meal after meal. That's where health comes from. It's not from a resveratrol capsule or or a supplement. Um, get resveratrol. I'm all for it. But get it out of grapes and prunes and plums. Uh, but uh, they're, they're not the answer. Uh, they're just part of uh, a good balanced diet. Thank you very much. I
2: appreciate
0: okay.
1: all the information. You bet. Uh, Next up is DS.
0: Um, Please ask your question.
2: Oh, hi. Yeah. Dr. Clapper. I love your, uh, I really appreciate your work and thank you for the presentation. Um, I have been whole food plant-based for almost five years. Feel fantastic running marathons. Even at 50, I got my ocean lifeguarding certification just for, for kicks, you know, so I'm, I'm thriving. I love (laughs) it. Everything's, thank you. Uh, Everything's great. Um, and uh, I, my blood work, you know, you know, my weight is good. My blood work is, is pretty stellar. All my in, inflammation markers are low. My blood pressure is 110 over 70, maybe sometimes lower. So everything is great, but I have this, um, this cholesterol is a little high. I got it taken uh, two years ago. It was 197 and then 108 for the bad, for the LDL. And then last year, I've been slacking a little bit, eating a little too much store-bought hummus, and it went up to like 230 and 120 for the LDL. So uh, I'm not, you know, extremely concerned about it, but I'm not also not happy about it, obviously. And I was wondering what you thought about plant sterols and omelet powder and any other maybe uh, supplements or kind of a holistic Uh, you know, remedies that might lower it naturally. I really don't feel like I want to be on a statin. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. Such an important question. And I've got so many vegans with high cholesterols that I'm going to be doing a 20-minute video called Beyond Cholesterol on my website. Hopefully, I can get to it next week um, because of this very issue that you raised. And the gist of the video says this, listen, um, these plaques in the artery walls don't form just cause your LDL is high. These are inflammatory lesions. These arteries are being injured by Joe six pack American running fried chicken and buffalo wings and pizzas and, uh, and uh, french fries and onion rings and all the free radical laden processed foods. That's what injures those arteries. Then the oxidized cholesterol from cooking the animal muscle penetrates into the wall through that injured endothelium and uh, gets into the wall of the artery and sets off the plaque formation. This is an active ongoing inflammatory process. <laughs> just learning, knowing what your LDL is or your, your total cholesterol doesn't tell me if you've got that inflammatory fire burning in the walls of the arteries. If you don't, um, and you are truly plant-based, you know, if your inflammatory markers are negativo, if you're HSCRP, oxidized cholesterol, myeloperoxidase, phospholipase, prostaglandin-2, the isoprostate, if those are all negative or low normal, then you don't have that inflammatory fire burning in the walls of your arteries. Even though your cholesterol is 208, every one of those cholesterol molecules were put there by your own liver for its own reasons. because call it for steroid synthesis, for testosterone synthesis, for uh, cell membrane metabolism. Um, it's not a disease. That's not the now Joe Sixpack uh, who's eating meat. Every, uh, one, every other one of those cholesterol molecules are cow cholesterol and chicken cholesterol and pig cholesterol. He's got a problem and his inflammatory markers are sky high uh, and he's gonna develop the plaque in his artery walls. So that's why I'm making this video. All cholesterol, you know, all cholesterol molecules are not evil. And so uh, so if you're a vegan with high cholesterol, one, make sure you, the rest of your diet's clean. You're not eating a bunch of processed junk uh, and fried foods and all that, even if they're vegan. And eat plenty of antioxidants, lots of dark green leafies. Um, and if you do that, trust your liver. It knows what it's doing. Uh, I certainly wouldn't go on statins. Should you um, uh, uh, be on AMLA, anything to pound that cholesterol down the plant sterols, You can if you want to chase numbers, if it makes you sleep better at night, okay. But I do not, but I've not seen studies that people eating a true whole food plant based diet with an elevated cholesterol are at high risk that these folks go on to develop heart attacks and strokes. All the studies that equate high cholesterols. With heart attacks and strokes are done on populations of meat-eating americans all these people are eating cheeseburgers and buffalo wings uh, and yeah they have high cholesterol, and yeah they go on to get strokes but they are a different breed of cat than the plant-based eater uh, whose liver is making the, its own uh, cholesterol so in general uh, to all my plant-eating folks with slightly elevated cholesterol relax um, trust your liver. It knows what it's doing. Eat a clean diet and, um, and don't look in the rearview mirror. I, I don't think that's a disease of atherosclerosis, but get those inflammatory markers checked. It'll be in my video on my website, but your doctor knows how these inflammatory markers, Quest and LabCorp orders them. Get them checked. If you are any good question, get an ultrasound scan of your carotid arteries. If they're clean as a whistle, there's no plaque. Your inflammatory markers are low. It doesn't matter that your cholesterol is 208. Your liver has its own reasons for doing that, but shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, you shouldn't lose any sleep over it.
2: Got it. Great. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you. Have a good day. Yep.
0: Thank you, Dr. Clapper. Uh, We're almost ready. We we, we do have time for one more question. Would you mind? It'd be okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to unmute Marianne. Um, Here you go. This is the last question for the day. Thanks. Marianne, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Dr. Clapper. I love your work. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. Uh, I've been SOS free for a year and feeling really healthy. I'm wondering, um, do you think cocoa powder is addictive? I like to use it in smoothies with dates and make oat bars with it.
1: Yay, cocoa powder. I'm all for cocoa powder. You know, it should be as clean as possible and all that. But yeah, I think it's absolutely fine. Uh I mean, how much can you use? You know, especially if it's unsweetened, it's pretty bitter stuff. So absolutely throw it, I think it's got good antioxidant properties and all that stuff. And throw it in your smoothies. I think it's just fine, not to worry at all about that.
0: Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs>
1: okay. Take care. Thank you.